This is Fearless Beauties, a podcast dedicated to voices of color in the beauty industry. We are talking to estheticians, skincare professionals, and beauty industry owners on tactical career tips, professional skill development, and ultimately how we can create a better beauty industry together. As we enter our fourth season, we dedicate our episodes to the skincare professionals who are focused on mindset mastery and building community for all. Welcome back to the Fearless Beauties podcast. On season four, we are teaming up with Nichelle Mosley, the Barrier Queen, to uncover a mindset mastery challenge, where we will be discussing inclusivity with industry experts on how to gain confidence, foster personal growth, and shift your mindset. I am your host, Alina Velez. I'm your co-host, Nichelle Mosley. Welcome back to the show, guys. Episode nine. Um, Today, we're going to be covering inclusive leadership and really just exploring the concept of um, what inclusive leadership looks like, where leaders are actively promoting diversity, equity, and inclusion within their teams. And today, we have a special guest, Chandelay. She is a licensed esthetician. She is a mom, a wife, and a content creator, and she enjoys sharing as much as she can to help encourage others to use their voice as creators. So welcome to the show, Chandelay. Oh my gosh, thank you so much for having me. I am so excited to be here. I am so super excited to have you on the show. So Chandelay, this has been something that I have been really just kind of looking forward to for the longest. Um, Can you (laughs) share with us, you know, like, give us a little bit of, you know, personal experience on your story. What has inspired you to, you know, just explore the concept of, you know, leadership? I've just, you know, watched your career from afar. And I'm just someone who is really such a huge fan. Um, So, you know, Yeah, just someone who is very inspired, very just touched by all the things that you are doing in the industry. And um, I just want to hear more about, you know, your personal journey. And Yeah, absolutely, Michelle. Thank you. I appreciate it, love, because I just feel like just the other day we were just connecting and it's just so cool to see um, all the different things that this industry can do for you. So, um, hi, guys. I'm excited to be here. My name is Chandelay Gullick. I am a licensed esthetician. I am the proud owner of Skin is In Studios. It's located in Wichita, Kansas. If you've never been to Kansas, I am the reason to come because um, (laughs) (laughs) it is such a um, labor of love, really. My studio is just a place where um, I'm so happy to be a part of this episode because the entire origin story of Skin is In was out of a lack of representation in my own industry um, for my area. And so creating that, I launched that in December of 2022. Um, I got my location in November. So I'm really celebrating a year of having my brick and mortar. And it's just a crazy journey, you know? It is just one of those um, wild rides, and I'm just happy to be on it. Well, congratulations. Happy. Congrats. Oh, yeah. yeah. That's great. Oh. 
<laughs> well, thank you guys. And, you know, being an esthetician is something that um, I think struck a chord for me because I really struggle with my own skin, like many of us, we do um, out in the industry. But um, one thing that I wanted to do was document my journey on social media and on YouTube. And that's how I launched my YouTube channel, Chandelier the Esthetician. And I've just been able to share pretty much the beginning of going to school from the very first day to, you know, opening now my second location in a much larger space. And it's just like, wow, I cannot believe that this is even happening. But it's it's so cool. And I, I just really appreciate you, Nichelle, for um, thinking of me for this particular episode when it comes to inclusivity, because it is such an important topic. I think it is such an important topic. And I, I know that, you know, representation is something that is really important, not only for people who are thinking about maybe potentially coming becoming estheticians, but, you know, estheticians who are already in the field, who want to diversify, want to, you know, like potentially think about doing things that are just not behind the treatment table all the time, you know, just having longevity in uh, you know, our careers. So like, you know, seeing other people who are doing things, who are, you know, exploring things outside of the treatment room and, you know, just different ways that you're really mm -hmm. exploring and, you know, thriving. I, I think that that's, that's something that it, it really resonates with, you know, how you continue to have sustainability. Um, yeah. Yeah, it's like we we really need more. We need more leaders in this industry that are pushing the needle forward. Um, and so, yeah, kudos to you, well, Chandelier. <laughs> oh, thank you, Elaine. I appreciate yeah. it. And I mean, what you guys are talking about is exactly that. And it's not even just it's exactly what you guys are doing. It's about the voices that are leading the conversation mm -hmm. um, that are saying, hey, it's not just about leading a team, but guiding others and really amplifying the the diversity that is out there because we are out there <laughs> um yeah. but it's it's up and coming and um even in its up and comingness we're still finding our comfortability and where we fit and how we can fit and making sure that you know we're just as seen and so i think um it's a, it's a it's a huge perspective because we look at social media and social media marketing and how the algorithm favorites, you know, just certain types of creators. And so being able to have that collaboration between each other and ourselves, you know, we're we're making noise that's breaking through. Um, and that's really cool to be a part of. I agree. Absolutely. Because I think it's not only something that, you know, the algorithm is doing, but also, you know, some of these brands, like, it's really, it's really awesome to see, like, you know, people really putting, you know, their money where their mouth is, they're investing more in diversity, you know, choosing to, you know, have people uh, of all backgrounds who can contribute and, you know, have something to bring to the table. So, um, you know, like, I, I think that that's something that we're all going to have to strive to continue to um, come against that challenge and um, continue to, you know, just yeah. break those barriers because mm -hmm. it's not something that's ever going to stop, I feel like. Right. <laughs> mm -hmm. We're just right. going to support each other. Right. Chandelier, tell us, um, what specific behaviors or practices would you define as indicative of an inclusive leader? 
what are some things that you have implemented or just kind of make a habit to be inclusive? Yeah, you know, great question, because it really does start with a reflection of, you know, self and kind of thinking Mm -hmm. about how can we um, set aside our own bias, right? We all have these things. And it's just a fact of the matter where we're growing and we're in our nature versus nurture scenarios where you have to figure out how can you have a different point, a different take and be that person creates change. So one of the things that I really think is important to do is make sure that I'm going to the schools in my area to connect and provide that point of perspective of what inclusivity looks like. Um, Just because when you're going to school, we learn so much about um, just maybe even one mindset. So I like to provide that different real world take of different perspectives that they might experience when they're coming in um, into the industry. You know, there are some companies that might want you to do certain things to, to, to fit their mold and fit their culture and how you mm-hmm. can have that individuality and that voice. So I really believe fostering just transparency as much transparency as you possibly can about your morals and your values. And that's kind of why I partnered with um, a brand specifically. I I really do love working with this brand, but um, Circadia is a, an amazing example of doing this correctly because um, what they do is they offer scholarship opportunities, right? And you're thinking, great, wow, they're, they're, they're seeing us, they're making a difference, but they make these for black indigenous people of color so that we can get an opportunity to break into the industry. And then they foster your, your growth within the industry with mentorship Mm. because a lot of it's access. Um, So then they do that with you, which is something I've been able to benefit from. Um, And then there's just other connections and they see how they can help you grow. Um, And I've been able to benefit from a ton of different things within this, um, with that company relationship. And that's a perfect example of doing it right. So, I mean, to go back to your question, which I know I will tell you, I will get all over the place. So you got to ring me back. In we love it. But- we love it. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I feel so passionate about it. But to go back to your question, I think it just starts with looking at a lot of what I didn't feel was right um, mm-hmm. and seeing how I could do that differently for me and just for others around me. Mm. I feel like that's why we are doing this season of this podcast um, because Nichelle and I, we felt like it needed to be heard more. And I just, mm-hmm. I love, I love that you speak to um, going to schools because it really thinking about being new in the industry, being a new esthetician and you're just setting precedent uh, from the beginning. Like this is, you need to be thinking of, of, of everybody and everything and coming from um you know, you're standing on your morals and beliefs and, and, and that's huge. So I love that you're out there um, going to, um, to schools and, and speaking the truth. Love that. Oh, thank you. And it's, it's, it has a special place for me too, because I mean, we've all been there. We know that experience, but also think about, you know, um, I went to a school where there were SDs, Cosmos and um, male technicians and, there would be times where um, some of the cosmos didn't have any information or any knowledge of how to work on multicultural hair. Mm. And there are people coming in who want these services, but what about the the students who plan to offer these services who aren't getting that, that education and that experience. And that's the accountability that I'm looking for 
in schools and myself and other industry professionals to say, hey, we are we have a demand for this because that is what inclusive means. That is what even equity means. We have the right to equal knowledge. We're spending equal money. (laughs) Um, So that's something we're deserving of. And so it's passionate for me. Um, and I think, you know, if we can continue to do that, we can see the, you know, we can see the ripple effect. You know that this is something that you and I have had a conversation about. And yes, <laughs> yes like really in-depthly. And I think it's it's such an important factor, you know, not only to to your point, I think it's 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 something that people should expect to, you know, have those same experiences as everyone else. Like you know, it's it's up to us. It's it's our responsibility as industry leaders, as change makers, you know, to make sure that people, when they come through your doors, they feel that they truly, genuinely are accepted. And the only mm-hmm. way for them to to feel that way is that you are doing the the training you know, having the understanding and and feeling the confidence in in your ability. And, um, and, you know, I think that that's something that it's, it's an ongoing thing, right? It's, we're we're all trying to live up to that sort of standard. It's not something that you ever really make it to where it's, it's just ongoing in the the fact that we're all convicted, you know, Mm -hmm. to continue (laughs) the fight, I think is, is, is really what we're trying to drive home the point on is, you know, just continue to learn, continue to seek out the knowledge. Um, because it's important. It's important for your community. Yeah, I echo that a thousand percent. I mean, you literally hit the nail on the head. Um, It's important to our community. And just, I mean, when we think about the percentage that we make up, like we don't even really, we could talk about it, but it's less than, right? It's just a simple fact of the matter, which then also trickles down into how we're marketed. And then what we're told is the depiction of beautiful and what we think and then that goes to our clients so it's just such a it feeds itself and if we can get in there and kind of like carve out an issue where we're like hey love yourself like what you're doing but also look in the mirror you're beautiful you're beautiful we're all different shades it's it's amazing we're all different types um and also we bring knowledge to the table we're very capable we can do a lot of things in the industry to make a difference um, that's when we really start to see that like economical impact too, um, even within our our um, consumers' mindset and how they're coming to you, where their idea of what they're trying to achieve isn't this far fetched standard of beauty, uh, because we're kind of setting the tone of what that looks like a little bit more realistic. And I I, I don't take that as a light thing, you know what I mean? And I don't think any of us does so. Um, this platform is exactly what is necessary. So I, I really like the the direction that you guys have decided to go with it because this is, I mean, this is just, ex- this is beautiful. Yeah. Representation is everything big time. Um, do you have any advice that you'd like to give to leaders who want to transition to um, more of an inclusive leadership style? Yeah, um, you know, it's tough because I mean, and that's a, that's an awesome question. It, it's it's a hard one to answer because we feel like we we know what we would do differently, but we truly don't, right? Um, 
So my best suggestion for leaders that are wanting to embrace, and I highly encourage it, it's the time. It's where we need to be. Um, And if you don't get with it, I, you know, I am concerned. Um, But my suggestion would be to, to really go and educate yourself. The, The excuse of not knowing is no longer valid, right? We can't, operate under this blindfold of just saying, oh, well, you know, I wasn't aware that wasn't happening to me or the impact wasn't necessarily direct, directly impacting me. Um, right. So it's a choice to be educated. And it's extremely important to go out there and seek out those different ways. And, and you know, I'm just going to say this, you know, asking your Black friends is not going to be the way to do it. It's going to be getting out there and really wanting to know how can I make sure that I'm showing up for all of my clients in all, on all forms, but also for myself, for the people around me. Um, and what kind of message am I sending when I don't show up? Mm. What does that look like? You Because sometimes you have to work a solution backwards, right? We like we know we want to get to the answer, but maybe we don't know how to get there. But how? what do we know we don't need to be doing? Mm-hmm. And let's let's start there. So let's make sure. Do we have um, peels that are available for clients of all melanin, fail melanin, you melanin, all types? Right? Are we thinking about that that concept as a brand, as a skincare provider, mm-hmm. as a leader in the industry? Are we thinking about that? And then ourselves as estheticians in the room or beauty pros in the room? I'll share an experience with you guys. I was in school and they had told us that we were not allowed to wear head wraps. And I was like, wow, this is crazy to me because a head wrap is just like, that's like part of an attire for me. That's like a part of my identity. And they were like, no, no, we just can't do that. We had to educate the school on why that was a part of our identity and how that was the equivalent of a messy bun, right? And I know that sounds crazy, but we were able to create that change for other people coming in. So you have to be willing to listen too. If you're a leader and you're in a position to make those changes, seek out the knowledge and be willing to listen. I think that like, there's so much that I am just like taking in and all the things that you're saying, because, you know, I think that there's, there's so much accountability that people can really take, take in if, if they're listening to the words that you're saying, because really what it is, is, is true embodiment, right? It's, it's being genuinely authentic, genuinely mm-hmm. someone who's wanting to, you know, give people a seat at the table and, you know, provide opportunity and real change because you understand, you know, just how much someone can enrich the whole entire environment with just, you know, just their own, their own impact. And, yeah. and right. So like, I, I think that that's something that, um, you know, a lot of people, they don't, they don't see from the outside looking in, but like you mentioned, sometimes those people, you know, I think that they're really trying to be willful in, in some instances and, and, you know, they're not exactly trying to understand how to push that needle forward or, you know, what mm-hmm. it looks like to, to genuinely, um, you know, play it out in real life. Well, Chandelier, you you had said you got to listen. Like people just, I think sometimes they just, they aren't listening. And, and that's, it's just so simple, but just such a huge piece of the pie. Yeah. Mm -hmm. 
I mean, exactly. I mean, listen, just, you know, it's funny because the school with the head wrap situation could have took a completely different approach, but they did it. And, you know, in doing that approach, we felt comfortable to then bring another another topic to the table, which I know some people are thinking, oh, wow, now here we have something else. But really, we do, because there does need to be a breaking of barrier there that we can now feel like, oh, you see us? Well, why don't you have all shades of makeup for us to practice with? Since we are going to school and we are going <laughs> to apply makeup, you know, shouldn't we have that? And they were like, oh, we didn't even think about that. Right. You weren't thinking about it. So maybe it wasn't intentional, but that's a non-intentional message that's being sent to me that says, like, I don't matter. That I mean, and it, that, oh, right. Gosh. Like that was a huge topic of conversation in our in our aesthetics, uh, you know, classroom, because it wasn't a wide variety, a wide range. It was very limited. And, you know, I, I think that that's something that, I mean, honestly, we don't even have to name any names, but there's only one makeup line that seems to make it into every single uh, aesthetic mm -hmm. school. And it isn't something that's inclusive in any way, you know, in order for you to, if this is really the introduction into makeup, which, you know, like, I certainly don't, I hope that it isn't because you need more than that in order to, you know, be a real <laughs> professional, mm -hmm. <laughs> if we're being honest. But <laughs> at the same time, you're not really getting a, a genuine idea on how to, you know, really apply and, you know, do this application for everyone who walks through your doors. Yeah. It's, not, it's just not realistic. Yeah. And that, I mean, that just goes in and then that person goes out into the field with no idea, right? And then we just continue to, like, it's a trickle. It just continues to feed itself. And so, like, we're echoing in this entire conversation, listening, being ready and receptive, and just setting your own bias aside. I say recognize it, because the sooner that we can recognize that, oh, that might be something that you have to, you have to actively go outside of yourself to make sure that you're doing what, you know, to make sure you're seeking the knowledge. Do that. It's okay. It may not be the most comfortable thing for everybody to do, but it is necessity. It is an mm. absolute requirement at this point. Yes, I, I agree. But, you know, so well, what motivates you to, you know, do that? Because I don't think that that's something that a lot of people have an idea to do. I, I, it's something that like is it. It's just in me. I'm I'm not going to just live based off of just what one person says. I'm always the person getting a second opinion, wanting to know, you know, the, the very minute details. But that's not everyone. So mm -hmm. what would you say motivates you? I think what motivates me is just, you know, I have a son and I think about, um, you know, his relationship with his self-identity. And I think about how I shape that and how I can be someone who can change that perception for other people. And that's really kind of what pushes me. And I think about just what younger me would have needed. You know, I think we're all just trying to show up as better versions for our younger selves because mm -hmm. that's what we needed. Um, I wish I could go back and, and hug little me and tell her like, Oh my gosh, your hair is beautiful. Your skin is perfect your body's like you're, you're, you're made perfectly, ideally. And I spent so much time picking myself apart, trying to be whatever that, you know, you miss it. And so 
I, I don't want anyone else to miss that. I, I just don't. I, it's just something that I'm like, I'm really passionate about people just speaking highly over themselves. And that can really change how you show up as a, as a professional in, in entrepreneurship, um, as a partner in your relationship and as a, as a parent, you know, and just a fellow, a fellow neighbor, it can really change those things. So um, that's, that's what pushes me. Chandelier, that gave me goosebumps. Thank you so much. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Really, truly. Cause I think we all to some degree struggle with self-image if, if not now, you know, in the past growing up or, or what have mm-hmm. you. And just how that can, like you said, trickle effect into your, into your personal career or your professional career, your personal life. Um, and it really is, it's a domino effect. And so the fact that you're going out there and making a conscious effort, um, <clears throat> starting with yourself and your household, your son, and, um, and then carrying that out into the professional field is just um, amazing. So thank you for doing what you do. Oh, thank you. Thank you so much. I, I just hope that I hope that somebody who needs to hear it hears it. And, and they're like, wow, okay, like, that's always the goal is just you can do it too. You can too. We all can. So and every day is not easy. You just you just keep showing up. And I think that's something that's such a beautiful thing about our community, especially black women. I'm just going to talk about us real quick. I'm gonna celebrate it. <laughs> you know, we are so good at just seeing each other and just kind of being like, okay, like, you know, lean on me, where can I lean on you? And I, I would be I would be out here struggling if I didn't have that. In my fellow estheticians specifically, I have found such a great sense of community. And I think that's another motivating factor that does it because I just want it. I just want that road to be so easy for her. You know, I want it to be, I want it to be like, girl, you are meant to be here. You just walk right in versus, you know, we're, we're climbing to the top. Like, no, you, it should be just as much of a glide path as it is for others for you. And not just black estheticians, but it, people of color, like really these marginalized groups, like, man, it is just, it's just amazing to see it at the trade shows and that shift and the change. It's, it's a breath of fresh air. So I appreciate you guys. We appreciate uh, you. We value your time. <laughs> Thank you so, so much for just, you know, speaking from the heart, you know, just exactly what your journey has been and all the things that you've done. I, I think that it's, it's so genuinely diversified and, you know, just, I, I love to see you shine. So just, just so Aww. you know, this is something that um just genuinely, I'm, I'm genuinely so happy for you. All the things that I've, I've been able to witness and keep going, um you know, um, just, Keep going. Yeah. It's mm-hmm. so We're rooting for you. Yes. Girl, I feel yeah. it. Thank you guys. Yeah. Thank you so much. Oh, not me about to cry on here. Y'all know I'm going to cry every time. <laughs> oh, thank you guys. That's you know, real. That's sometimes, real. So I appreciate that love. For reals. Well, Chandelier, thank you so much for your time and um, just. Yeah, being real and raw. Share with our uh, listeners where they can find you and connect with you on socials and and all that. Yeah, for sure. So you guys can connect with me um, on my Instagram. It's my name is Chandelay. Literally spell that out. Uh, C H A N D A L I. 
Um, if you are interested in becoming an esthetician and you want to know about the journey, you can connect with me on my YouTube, Chandelay, the esthetician. I've documented my entire journey chronologically. And then I have a podcast as well. I am doing too much, girl. Um, it's skin <laughs> is in podcast, like skin is in podcast anywhere you get your podcast. That's awesome. And Michelle, go ahead and share your plug. Absolutely. Please go ahead and you can guys can follow me on Instagram, Nichelle Mosley underscore the barrier queen, or you can also follow me at the Skin Barrier Academy. Um, you can uh, follow me on, on YouTube. I am the Skin Barrier Academy or the barrier queen. Right on. And then you guys can find me, Alina, at True Skin Lab on Instagram. Give our Fearless Beauties Instagram a follow as well at just um, Fearless Beauties on Insta. And we'll catch you on the next episode. <laughs>